We're here for adventure, for action and fun. When friends become teammates, we've already won. Before the game starts, we put our hands in. Eyes locked, hearts beat, the magic begins. We sail past opponents that's still in our wake. The pitch is the earth, and, and we, we are, are the quake. quake. We're learning new skills, controlling the ball. Being there for each other if we stumble and fall. The Hampshire FA Podcast. Hello and welcome to the first ever Hampshire FA podcast. I am Ashley Wilby and I am delighted to be joined by Hampshire FA's Women and Girls Football Development Officer, Flo Lunn. Hello. Chris Smith, the Football Development Manager. Hello. And Gaz Davison, New New Forest Girls Football League Secretary and Eastleigh FC Head of Community and the Ladies Manager. Hello. It's a pleasure to have you all on the show today and lots of talking points all the way from Girls Football Week, Wildcats and even Disney. So um, just as a background for all you guys, just tell us all then what, what is involved with working for Hampshire FA? Okay, so myself and Flo work in uh, football development, um, which is looking at essentially trying to get more and more people involved in the game. So we're, the obvious opportunity for that is to try and get more and more people playing, but we also look at how we can develop coaches, encourage volunteers, uh, develop ref- referees across the board, and then we look at that in, in different uh, different demographics, so looking at f- directly trying to target females, trying to target males, trying to target people with disabilities, uh, people from BAME groups, just trying to essentially boost participation across the board. And Gaz, for you then, New Forest Girls Football League Secretary, what does that involve? That's the administration, the day-to-day running of the league um, and a a point of contact for the clubs and the teams to come to. Um, It's not just me, it's the secretary, it's the um, treasurer, the the, um, divisional representatives and the referee appointment secretary um, and making sure that the girls are um, fit and in all aspects to play on on a Saturday morning. Perfect. And what a fitting time it is for us to start this podcast because it is Girls Football Week this week, a campaign aimed at raising the profile of female football. Can you talk to me about what that whole initiative is all about? Yeah, sure. So um, for us, it's kind of um, a twofold thing. So essentially, we're providing some opportunities for um, novice girls or beginner girls to have that first experience of football um, in a fun, safe environment um, delivered by loads of different partners across the, the female game. Um, and the second part is really just celebrating all aspects of the women's game um, just, and making sure that those girls are going to have another experience beyond the initial week. And what is it then you guys have been up to, particularly then this week, working on this programme? Um, so we've been out and about all week, so loads of different stuff going on. We've had um, some primary school sessions for girls which um, delivered some um, Disney-themed sessions, so along with some of the three um, Disney films that have come out recently. So we had Moana... Zootropolis and Tangled. We've had some sessions for older ladies, so we've had female beginner session that we've been running for the past couple of weeks, so it's really highlighting that opportunity for potentially beginner women that are not five and six, but actually these are women that are over 30 and coming into football for the first time. And we've had some festival competitions for some SEM pupils. We've had Premier League and secondary schools festival in conjunction with Saints Foundation and Pompey in the community. We're attending some of the New Forest Cup finals, so that's looking at grassroots girls teams and then also some of the wildcat sessions and how's the um, how's the reaction been like Ben so far from people taking part in these sessions in girls football week yeah they've been really really positive so the, the Disney sessions in particular yesterday the girls absolutely love the theme of Disney we had the Moana soundtrack playing 
as they were in their sessions. So really engaging for the girls and really something that they can find relatable. So a lot of the girls have never kicked a ball before, but they're coming along and they know the Disney characters and having that, that as the theme for their session really meant that they got involved. And it helps take away some of the stigma attached with female football or football in general in sort of the, from a girl's point of view, doesn't it? So it gets to, you get to engage different people and get them involved in the game. People that may have not have considered mm-hmm. football before, but maybe now will have a go at football, A, because of the Disney thing, but B, because of what's being offered as part of that Wildcats program as a kind of less less commitment, less less requirement to go and be competitive. You know, it's an opportunity to go along and play as an individual or as part of a team, but just to try something different, try something new and see what you like and see if you want to carry on and do more of it. And if you don't, no pressure. Sal, you're saying about the stigmas. I saw a story recently about a girl who was told she wasn't allowed to join in the kick around at school because she was a girl. Do you think there's still barriers and stigmas stopping girls getting involved in football? And how much do cases like this highlight the importance of Girls Football Week? Yeah, I mean, I think, obviously, the, these are stories that are still being highlighted. So potentially for some girls there is that stigma and that barrier around it that's why the importance of girls football week is highlighted a little bit more i think we're finding now that we're trying to break well, we are breaking down some of those barriers in terms of a big role profile for the women's game in terms of the lionesses having a lot more marketing a lot more coverage sort of in mainstream media as well so stuff's going on and it's it's happening but it's a long process and it's important as well not just the players i suppose from a player's perspective obviously the disney link they see it they go to the cinema see the advert they talk to their parents and their parents are with them at the cinema and they see it it's an eye-opener, it's an opportunity to sort of show, show them that this is available, an available chance to go and take part. They may not, may or may not be aware of them, they may just assume that football is joining a team and playing in, you know, 11 a side game every week for whatever age it is. If, if you're not involved, you don't understand, if you're not in the loop, then this sort of link with Disney and Girls Football Week provides a way of boosting that, boosting that knowledge in the local area. Yeah, absolutely. And on the point of, obviously, Disney, this year's Girls Football Week is in partnership with Disney. A lot of people have been saying to me how that actually came about and how did it come about? Well, I believe it was um, led by the FA, led by... They they were look, wanted a way to try and build the Wildcats profile and try and boost it and connect and, you know, look at the success of the link with Barclays and walking football and how mm-hmm. Barclay, Barclays advert, which was not an FA advert, just made walking football what it is today because all of a sudden it was out there it was in the open environment people just could see it and it was visible and they were like oh, hang on a minute I'll put my hand up I'll have a go at this and see what it's like so the power of that is, you know, is, is really hard to measure someone like Disney provide that platform to engage the exact participant that we're looking to engage and Disney have a track record of you know look at what they've done with with feminism and looking at how they, they, they create female role models and female heroes and things like that through their mm-hmm. through their movies and through the, the, the other the the associated theme parks etc that come with it you know and it's a massive they have a massive outreach yeah. and I think in particular there. as well the, the movies that they've picked for this one are, they're quite empowering princesses I guess see a bit of themselves in as well heroines and they take take charge of their own future <coughs> yeah that's it and that's like say, not relying on Prince really Charming a really important word there empowerment mm-hmm. looking at how girls can use football to empower themselves but empower themselves to go and take part in a sport that they may not have considered previously yeah definitely it's been such a positive incentive having Disney on board and that must help especially engaging the interest from the girls and another initiative we've briefly mentioned about the Wildcats programme only recently become aware of this for people who aren't aware of it though what is the Wildcats programme? so um, Wildcats programme is a national initiative that was piloted last year by the FA so since you were looking at the 5 to 11 age group for girls and it's I guess a sort of a turn up and play so there's no commitment that you're joining a team or you're being competitive but actually girls get to go into a fun environment where they might be trying football for the first time but actually the emphasis is on having fun 
making friends and trying football. Again, they could turn up one week, not turn up the next week. So it's real casual. Um, again, it's not too much commitment for the parents to come and to bring them down. If they manage to join a team or form a team at the end of it, then brilliant. But there's no pressure on that. So it's just more of a casual environment. So what would say like a typical session would involve as like a quite a relaxed environment, isn't it? Yeah, I guess Gaz is a bit of an expert on this, so he might talk you through <laughs> one of his his great sessions um, yeah it's it's kind of a, a no pressure sort of environment for the girls and it is girls only and I, th- and I think that with it being girls only it entices more girls in because um, I've, I've had a few parents who have contacted me prior to their girls coming along and saying are you sure it's only girls because she doesn't want to come if there's any boys in there because she'll not feel comfortable in as much that um, she may not have that skill or that confidence that a boy would have if you know if a, if a seven-year-old boy's been kicking the ball for five years and the, and the girls turn up and the, 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 it's their first session so it's not it's not about dribbling with a ball and turning and keepy uppies and smashing it into the top corner crossbar challenges nothing like that at all one of my sessions that I run down at Hampshire FA it started off with sort of a light warm up where they're in a spaceship they do some sort of movements and you know they come back and then they get a ball and they move the ball a bit as much as they want and just just to get them comfortable and then you kind of move it on to different sort of movements so it's it's, it's taking football away from them where actually they are playing football, but giving them in a, in a different situation where their mind isn't on the football, it's on having a bit of fun, seeing their friends, having a bit of a giggle. And then, of course, you know, you've got the rewards at the end. We've got a great little booklet that Hampshire FA knocked up and the girls get stamps and ticks and, you know, they've got little objectives to go throughout the book. And when they get a book and fill, they get a little prize or if they do something really well, the, the, the Wildcats grant that we had last year, we, we got some prizes to give away, some little size one footballs and some stickers. And the little girls love that. You know, they, they go away and they're, they're chuffed when they've got a sticker on their mm. shirt or they've got a football. So it, it's very, very relaxed. There's absolutely no pressure on them at all. You know, and, and the parents understand that as well, that they don't have to keep coming back for training. It's not training. It's a, it's an hour, an hour and a half of fun with the football. Absolutely. And Gaz, I mean, for yourself, I mean, heavily involved in the girls' game. How long have you been around the girls' game then, working in, alongside them? This is my 13th season now. Started off with my daughter who came in from school with a slip of paper saying the school are going to do some, a local club's going to do some trials on the school field. On Friday, can I go? I said, yeah, not a problem at all. She went upstairs, came back down, typical, typical seven, eight-year-old girl with a Barbie and a Bratz doll and started playing and, you know. Um, and then on Friday she came home and she says, can we go? So we went up to the school field and there was about 40 girls there. One coach, because they didn't expect so many. And within 10 minutes I asked the coach if, if I could help him with the cones and, you know, sort of collecting footballs. Put his arm around me and said, you can be a manager. And, I, you know, my daughter took to it. So I, uh, I took the team on and coached them and managed them. And, and then, of course, I got involved with the league because they're doing it for my daughter. I understand that the volunteering side of it isn't as, as well populated as it could be or it should be. And so I put my hand up and I've stuck four years after she's left I'm still part of it because I enjoy it so much 13 years working alongside have you seen a progression in the way like all these wonderful initiatives from Hampshire FA so from when you started I mean have you seen a progression yeah definitely I mean obviously being part of the league and the administration of the league you see every year you see a growth typically when they become 14 or 15 girls kind of drop off because they've got their exams and maybe they've found some other sort of activities to take their mind off things you know maybe youth clubs and all that other kind of stuff or parents have got their children who are starting the clubs and they drop off so I think it's a natural thing that the, the uptake and the downtake is, is sort of fluctuates every year but in the last couple of years we've got we've got stronger and stronger as a league 
and I know that the Winchester District Girls Football League, who is at the other side of the city, I know they get stronger every year as well. There is an increase in the younger ones, maybe a downturn in the older ones, and then obviously you go into the ladies. When the the girls and the ladies get jobs, obviously that restricts them from what they can do as well. So kids want to work, want to earn money. So what, what I try and do is I try and push them into the refereeing side of it. So they're still part of the game and they're earning money as well. That's consistent as well across I mean, across yeah. all, all forms of football really. That post-14 kind of drop-off happens in men's football, in boys' football, in mixed football, more and more at the moment. So it's not it's not an exclusive issue with the female game. To, to put in a bit of context as well, I think I mean, over the last five to ten years, football has changed at a youth level quite considerably and it's become more and more tailored to the needs of the player and it is much more of a player-centred approach. They talk about player-centred approach in coach education and and how you deliver coaching sessions and that's seen much more of an increase in in participation generally across the board in mixed youth football formats of the game have changed from being 11 aside as a seven-year-old I won't say how old I am but that's what it was like (laughs) when I was playing you know you can't reach the crossbar if a kid can kick the ball off the floor it's going in the goal nowadays they play in you know in in smaller goals mini soccer 5v5 7v7 9v9 and then eventually go to 11v11 when they're ready for it you know across the board in mixed football and like I say that's been the approach of the FA over the last five to ten years I think now it's natural. a natural progression is to look at the female game exclusively in the same way. And actually the product that needs to be offered to young girls, 5 to 11, who want to get involved in football or don't know they want to get involved in football or want to do something, needs to be different to the product that's offered to, to boys. And that's where you know Wildcats is, is really coming into its own. And hopefully we will see this charge of, of participation measured by an individual rather than measured by the number of teams. And therefore we can really see it grow and grow and grow and, and link up with you know with the youth leagues that the Gaz is involved with and see that then transitioning through there as well. I spoke to Claire Daniels earlier this week, the National Project Manager at the FA, and she spoke to me in detail about the Dizzy Partnership, the measures surrounding Girls Football Week and the Wildcats programme, and this is what she had to say. The main thing around Girls Football Week is our national campaign at the FA where we aim to drive girls football participation. Uh, obviously it's a fun-filled week of activities which we are hoping will get as many girls involved in playing football as possible whether they have never played before or they are a regular at lacing up their boots it's an opportunity for everyone to get active meet new friends and have so the FA and Disney announced a three-year partnership together I think back in 2017 Um, and the the main aim is to encourage greater participation of girls within football with girls football week we've got as you've hopefully seen a, a wide range of resources which we've developed alongside Disney for schools clubs and most importantly to give girls the opportunity to try and be active in the home it can combines Disney storytelling and some of my favourite characters including Rapunzel, Moana and Judy Hopp. So any girl that signs up will be provided with an official FA and Disney participation certificate and a 20% discount to use in the Disney store and Disney are also supporting our girls football week this time across all social media channels we have the tv advert as well if you've not seen that so we're in year two now of our Wildcats program where we started with 200 centres in year one And we've increased to 800 additional new centres this year. And the plan is to continue to to grow this programme year on year for at least the next two years. So we'd want to be seeing at least 3,000 plus centres in operation across the country in the next few years. So the main main focus of this is for girls that have never kicked a ball before, but it's also for the seasoned pro, as as I shall name them. And we have a little saying that a Wildcat centre is there for girls to try football 
love football and then make it their sport of choice. So whether you're a beginner and you're trying it, there's a place for you at Wildcats. And that was Claire from the National Project Manager from the FA. How is it important is having driving forces right from the top pushing programmes like this? It's, it's hugely important and like I said earlier, referring to walking football is another example of how important that is really. We have the backing of the FA to go out and deliver a format of the game that suit the audience we're trying to target and that, that applies across the board but particularly with girls football, particularly with women's football. Like I said, it needs to be adapted to the needs of the participant and what Wildcats provide is an opportunity to do that. The beauty of Wildcat and you know, the link with Disney is that we as county FAs and staff have had the opportunity to influence that. So we've had the opportunity to go out and speak with participants, go out and speak with people that are involved in the game, go out and speak with Gaz, get them involved at an early stage, particularly in the pilot process and then feedback to what feedback what works and what doesn't work. And that's really shaped the programme and the Disney link is kind of a result of that, of looking at like, well, we need to look at how we engage and these are the kind of things that the girls find that they like compared with what they don't like. These are the sessions that work compared with the ones that don't work. Let's have more of this, things like the booklets, you know, that that additional bit of homework that if you gave to a group of boys of the same age would probably get taken home, put in a drawer and forgotten about. You know, I have two sons, and I see that all the time. But with girls, they will take that home and they will look at that and they will want to measure their personal progress in that form and they'll want to do the little bit of colouring in and the things that that are in there and then come back and show the coach and engage with the coach next week. That's the importance really of, of the FA's involvement, but they call coordinate all of that feedback and they pick up things that have been learnt in a centre in Birmingham that can influence how we deliver down here in Hampshire and we can learn from each other and, and, and move things forward. Yeah, I think yes, I can just sort of add a little bit in terms of that context. So the FA are obviously able to collate a lot of the research around the need for the programme. So specific, the girls that they spoke to, majority of them wanted to play girls only football, yet only 3% of our mini soccer teams are girls only, hence the need for a girls only programme which is provided by the Wildcats. A lot of the other research around the importance of the coach, so making sure that Wildcats programmes are quality assured, so there's a, there's a good standard of coaching there. Having a real focus on female coaches within the programmes, so girls appreciate female coaches, so making sure that we, we're getting that in place as well. And I had a, quite a nice story actually from the dad of a girl who went to her first Wildcats session and said that the next morning she was in the playground showing her teachers her My Great Adventure book, having those little extra engagement tools to making sure the girls are really, really heavily invested in the programme, I think it's really important and having that driver from the FA like Chris said is really important. Recently a couple of our guys went down to a Wildcat session with AFC Stoneham and the chairman was very optimistic for the growth of girls football at the club and the people who were taking part in the session were especially looking forward to being a part of it and some of the reaction from all the participants was all so positive. And uh, I like learning football and I think it's it's good to um, get out and learn football with lots of other people. I like running and passing. I like playing lots of sports and I like getting better. There's lots of people to see and play with. It's really fun and you get to do loads of activities and stuff. It's fun to play football and you get to like play loads of games. My dad watches it a lot and I kind of like it so I want to do it. I like to run around and um, like kick the ball around. Most people think that football is only for boys. I think differently. I think that the girls are just as good as boys and girls can do anything.
How rewarding is it for you guys just to see the enjoyment that these girls have? Yeah, I think it's the biggest part. And it's one of the real key themes of the workout session is having fun and making those new friends. Like Gaz was kind of mentioning on about no pressure in the environment. So they're not expected to do 20 keep ups after their first session. But actually, if they turn up to their second session, then that's a win. And if they turn up to their third session, then even better. And if they bring a mate with them, then that's kind of what we want. That's that's the pinnacle. So, yeah, to see girls enjoying it, I think it's kind of testament to the work that the FA have done in to producing that the Disney sessions and, and the Wildcats theme so yeah really important and obviously really good for us to see and long may it continue and such a platform like the Wildcat sessions well in terms of the future what initiative can we get after the, the Wildcat sessions so we're hoping Wildcat sessions are going to continue for the next few years obviously we're looking at getting more girls involved in the affiliated game eventually so whether we can move girls from Wildcat into affiliated teams or into creating their own teams then that's great if we don't and they just stay in a Wildcats programme then that's absolutely fine they're still taking part in a football session I guess but long term the aim of the Wildcats is to make sure that they're on a lifelong journey of football so we're hoping that beyond that they're going to they're going to carry on and they're going to make it a norm for them they're going to make it a regular thing that something that they participate in every week so that's where we hope it's going to go in terms of Wildcat provision I mean we've gone from six centres to 27 this year plan will be looking to sort of double that each year for the next two years in terms of the number of sessions we offer to generate that first step on onto that player pathway for for an individual we do have to recognize it's still a young program because it is only the second year we've only just started you know first year out of the pilot so exactly how it connects with the traditional format of the game is is, is yet to be determined and, and like Flo said that's going to be it's going to be incredibly important that that is built around that player-centred approach. Mm-hmm. So player is moved forward as and when they, they want to. And the fact that we're now shifting to a situation where we can measure participation based on individuals rather than groups of 10, 12 players that make a team means it gives us the opportunity to do that and, and keep the player at the centre of everything we do. And in terms of the Wildcats programme then, I mean, what other incentives from that have we been seeing? So I think with the Wildcats, we're obviously a big focus is on the players, but actually we want to look sort of around that in terms of workforce so having female leaders and female coaches involved I think it's a a really good environment for that first stepping stone so again if you look at traditional sort of coach courses and coaches get female coaches getting involved can often be quite intimidating because you're looking at majority of the of the courses being filled with with guys which for some girls is is a difficult thing to do so having the wildcats program at the center of coach development i think is really important as well like i said it's it's a casual environment for players it can be seen hopefully as a casual environment for coaches to have their first step on stepping stone towards their coaching pathway as well yeah we've we've got a um a coach who does our wildcat center and his daughter who is an under 12 who plays for him she comes along on a Sunday morning with him, picking up cones and, you know, giving the giving the Wildcats girls somebody to look up to who's not too old, who they can maybe relate to. I'm looking at her now thinking in a couple of four years' time, you become a coach, you know. And then you've got, um, for want of a better phrase, you've got a kind of a conveyor belt where you start the, the girls playing their football, you put them into teams to progress through, and when they get to the ladies when they finish playing at ladies I want them to come back to be a coach for the younger ones so we've, we've got that under 12 who's helping a dad at the minute I've also got a couple of ladies who are coaching the under 13s you know we've got that kind of cradle to grave and back again in a female environment strangely my my outlook is to get across the board female coaches so I can tell the, the male coaches you can stand on the touchline and watch your daughter now females feel better when they're coached by females in my opinion yeah well I mean Wildcats A has momentum and like I say it's gone from six centres to 27 centres the majority of the centres um, that we worked with last year we can only work on history because the new centres are only just starting to establish we're having around you know pushing 40 players in their centres so with 40 players come potentially 8 
your parents, older siblings, and like I say, that 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 brings momentum. It also needs to be at the centre of everything we do now. So we're looking at how we can bring coaches into that environment. It's a great environment for players to have a first experience of football. It's a great environment for young leaders, particularly female young leaders, to have a first experience of coaching. And it's a great opportunity to put them on that, that ladder and inspire them, infuse them to stay within the game for as long as possible. Across the board in football, again, not just in the female game, the workforce that supports us, supports it is, is ageing. There are less and less young people that are going from playing into refereeing or from playing into coaching or from playing into running clubs and leagues. So the burden is getting more and more on those people like Gaz who have been in the game for 13 years supporting that. So we need, we need young blood. And again, Wildcats is is something we can use to bring more people into it to support. You've seen them all. <laughs> me too, guys, me too. <laughs> and then what, I mean, in terms of that transition stage past the Wildcats when they're growing to want to be coached, what the message would they give to the younger girls in terms of trying to be maybe become a coach? I think a lot of it can be sort of personal experiences and I can tell you some stories about what's happened to me and hopefully... I can help you along your journey in terms of that. I know for me personally, being able to work with other female coaches, I guess gives you a lot of reassurance a lot of the time. So you're able to go, actually, yeah, that's happened to me before. This is how I overcame it. Um, this is what might help you. I, I can listen to your stories and I can potentially help support you. Um, so we actually have a coach mentoring scheme at Hampshire FA, which we've done in, conjun- in conjunction with some of the coaches at Southampton, RTC, and actually our own FA coach mentor who has a who is a female coach who has a female coach focus um so there's there's lots of stuff in place in terms of supporting females so we just hope that that wildcats connection will will be able to generate a lot more female coaches that are comfortable in a coaching environment because because of the support that's on offer and potentially the taking away some of that pressure and some of that intimidation that might be might have been there traditionally so hopefully we'll see a lot more female leaders and female coaches coming through based off the Wildcats programme alongside the players, I guess. I touched on the other side of the game there with the regional talent centre and at Southampton. In, in female football, it's quite unique that there are people within the game, players who are finishing their careers and then becoming coaches and coming down and working with younger younger players and being those role models across the board. And the elite pathway is allowing us to, to have people like Flo give them the opportunity to go and coach in that elite environment and and develop her skill set and again become a role model for those young players coming to the end of a playing career or maybe thinking actually I don't want to play anymore I want to get into coaching and so it's good to try and connect the dots and again with Wildcats you can use that as, a, as an environment to connect those female coaches that are delivering in the elite program who are willing and able and have the time will give up the time to come down and work with the coaches at a grassroots level and that's not always true in the men's games. I think a lot of it is just is generally exposure so it might be a girl seeing a, a female coach and them going oh actually well that might be a viable career option for me or they might see a friend who's gone to a Wildcats and actually go oh well my friend's done it so that's a viable thing for me to do as well. Or a female referee. Or a female referee, absolutely. That's what I'm finding with the build-up at our Wildcat Centre. It's word of mouth. People have come along for the first week. I always get the parents to text me or email me to see how their daughter got on when the daughter's back in her comfort zone. And the other week I got one saying that, yeah, she loved it and she's got two friends who are coming next week. The England ladies game that was down at St Mary's at the start of April. You know, 25,500 people there watching the female game. following week, five Wildcats come up to me and said they'd gone. And five, four, five months earlier, mum and dad had never dreamt that their daughter would be kicking a football. Never mind sitting watching a game. It shows that the Wildcats is a powerful tool 
to get the females into games or in, into the game, yeah. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to all you guys. For anyone interested, from ages 5, 65, from playing, volunteering, refereeing, where can we find you? You can visit our website, which is www.hampshirefa.com. Perfect. And also you can find them on Twitter. And obviously keep keep an eye out for the next episode of the Hampshire FA podcast to see all the brilliant initiatives that they have got going on. And make sure you keep in touch. Thank you very much.